Welcome, leaders. I am so excited for this episode. I love geeking out, just in general. (laughs) I am, uh, as my son says, in one of two modes, either passionate or asleep. So whether we're talking about shamanic magic, whether we're talking about the divine feminine, whether we're talking about money or marriage or parenting or the structures of business and how to manifest millions of dollars in your business, I am equally passionate about all of those. So today what we're going to talk about is what to do when your offer isn't selling. And I I just want to offer the reminder, most of those of you who are listening to this podcast are entrepreneurs or are self-employed somehow, right? You are an artist, you are serving a creative function. So I just want to name that when you're listening to what I'm talking about, you can think about this, you know, what to do when your offer isn't selling in literal terms, where you're thinking about a literal offer that you have in your business or a book that you are wanting an agent to take around to publishing agencies or a piece of art, something that is not selling in the way that you would love. And you can also understand that this has a deeper subtext that a million times per day, we are making a suggestion. We are trying to move the dial in a particular way. So this even applies to something like parenting where you're interacting with your child and, you know, quote unquote, trying to sell them on the idea that cleaning up their room is, is going to be to their benefit. <laughs> so it, it has quite a universal application, no matter whether we're looking at business or whether we're looking at other areas of our life. So I'm going to be talking about this specifically in terms of business offerings, but feel free to extrapolate in the ways that are meaningful to you. It's important for me to share that I am so proud and delighted by the success of my business and the continued success of my business. I have the privilege of having been through so many years and so many rounds of creating and selling and serving and all of these things that I have a really well-established toolkit. My business has generated millions of dollars and I have supported my clients in generating their own millions as well as all these other realms of their dreams, including their relationships, their own magic, their authenticity, et cetera. It can be easy when you're looking at somebody like me or somebody else who's had tremendous success to tell yourself the story that somehow I've never failed or somehow that other person has never failed. So it's really important that we establish a baseline that all success is the result of failure. All success is the result of failure. There's got to be a willingness to get into the arena and get your hands dirty and really be in reciprocity with life. Because another way to understand failure is just that it's feedback on the degree of authenticity you're currently embodying. That's all. So I've had a lot of quote unquote failure or feedback on the degree of my authenticity. I have had so many different launches, so many different sales conversations that have not gone the way that I wanted them to go. This is part of what makes me so excited to be here to share this with you because there is gold in the straw of those failures. All right, so let's dig in. Whether you have a course that you've created, 
whether you are doing a book launch, no matter what form it takes, there will almost certainly, I mean, I, I have yet to see an offering go out the door from anyone that they didn't have this moment of feeling like it wasn't going the way that they wanted. Perhaps the sales aren't coming in fast enough or in the kind of volume that they were hoping for. So it's helpful to know that that's just a part of the process. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's predictable. So these skills that I'm giving you here today are there to help you to prepare. Knowing, and, and just let this really drop in. Think about the course that you're going to be offering or that you're already offering. If you just recognize that it's not going to happen exactly the way that you think, it can be a tremendous advantage. As I think about all the different examples of the times where I have had failure and needed to redirect to meet my goal, they have three things in common. So even though the technology of each of these circumstances was different, for instance, if I, there were many years where I was just offering things by myself, I had no team, I had no technology, I had no social media presence, it was all happening through personal connection and relationship. But these three things were present there just as much as they are now that I have an incredible team. We have a lot of technological pieces in the business. It's really the same. So these three pieces are going to support you no matter where you are on the spectrum of your business. I think of these as the three S's. These are the things that you can check in with anytime it feels like anything's going sideways. The first of these three S's is self-sabotage. When you have an active relationship with self-sabotage, your business will change. It will feel like magic. It will look like magic to the people outside of you. Self-sabotage is happening no matter if you are just getting started in your business or you have a nine-figure business and you've been at it for decades. It's just a mechanism that comes on when we are right about to get to the goal. So that's the first thing I want you to check in on. Do I have any self-sabotage mechanisms operating? Self-sabotage often shows up as giving up before, <laughs> before it's even happened. This is so common, right? Like you're almost to the goal and you decide it's just not working. So you quit. That's such a classic form of self-sabotage. Another form of self-sabotage is just deciding you didn't want it anyway. This can sound like, oh, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be, or I guess this just isn't where spirit's taking me, or, you know, something like that, when actually you've been in a process that has been defined as a heart-driven desire from the very beginning. The thing about self-sabotage is it feels real. You will think that these things are really true. So the question to ask is, does that belief, does that action, does that decision, does that thought take me closer to the goal that I've defined for myself, or does it take me further away? Self-sabotage can also come in in the form of not utilizing our tools. I literally just had this experience. I work with an amazing personal trainer for my physical health, and we were getting really, really close to one of the goals that I had set for myself. I have a lot of different physical goals. Some are health-related, some are, you know, all those things. This particular one was doing a handstand free right? Free of the wall, just being able to do a handstand, something I wanted to do for years. It wasn't like my ultimate goal, but it was important to me. 
And as we got closer and closer, I had this thought like, maybe I don't need to be working with a personal trainer. You know, I'm pretty good at doing workouts on my own. I'm self-motivated, all the stories. And I really thought that that was what I wanted to do. But interestingly, she and I had another session scheduled and it was just such an amazing experience as always that I was able to recognize like, you know what? This is actually self-sabotage. This is not real. Self-sabotage can come in the form of distraction. It can come in the form of exhausting yourself. It can come in the form of manufacturing drama. There's a million ways. And so the practice that I want you to be inside of with this is that when you are in that final stretch, that you be incredibly present and incredibly skeptical <laughs> of the thoughts that are running around in your head and even some of the unconscious actions that you might be taking, like especially the ones around distraction and overfunctioning. The second S is surrender. Oh, High achieving women often have defacilitated musculature of surrender. And essentially the way that we can know if we're in surrender or not is if we actually feel supported. Supported by our team, supported by the divine or that which is bigger. Like you wanna be in regular dialogue, meaningful dialogue, not just going through the motions, kind of dialogue where you are maybe even brought to tears at how supported you are. Surrender is a lifelong practice. And in my experience, no manifestation, no real up level is possible without it. So a question that you can ask really simply is, am I hanging on to something that's not actually mine? This is actually chronic in women who are holding high-level positions, they're CEOs, they've got a team supporting them. Technically, the team is in charge of all these different things, but internally, the woman is still hanging on to it. She's a little bit micromanaging. She hasn't let the team member fully own that realm of the business, their actual job. So worry is also a way that we know that we have, that we're holding on to something that isn't ours. In particular, worry is often about a lack of surrender to the divine or to the earth or to just the life force inside of you. There is something bigger than your persona that wants you to reach your goal even more than you do and is working on your behalf. When we unconsciously shut that out, we really limit ourselves and that can slow down our success. Number three, the third S is set point. And what I mean by this is your consciousness set point. As human beings, we have multiple levels or qualities of consciousness that we can embody at any given moment. Some levels of our consciousness are very survival driven, right? Survival mechanism consciousness, where we are so tuned into and overwhelmed by getting our basic needs met that we're really not available for anything beyond that. All the way to such a quality of consciousness that we genuinely care about and feel connected to the quality of life that the trees are having on the land as much as our own. When we are in different qualities of consciousness, different worlds appear to us. And we've all been through this before. When you are in a highly stressed moment, your options seem limited. You don't even know where your keys are. Sometimes even you have them in your hand 
and you're desperately looking for your keys. Because the quality of your consciousness doesn't make you available for the solution, which is to just look at your hand and realize that your keys are there. So I want you to think about that. When was a moment where you were so freaked out and stressed out only to eventually shift out of that and realize that the answer was there all along? So when we're talking about set points, what I'm pointing to is the fact that we tend to bring a predictable quality of consciousness to different spaces in our lives. We might have a very high level of consciousness when we come to do our meditation. We're not going through the motions. We feel the full pulse of the universe moving through our body. We feel connected to all of life. But then we go out to have breakfast with the family and the level of consciousness drops and all of a sudden we're feeling irritated, we're feeling rushed, life doesn't feel alive anymore. So the really great thing to know is that you can shift the set point of your consciousness. You can move it so that you are operating from a very different space. And when you do, particularly when you have an offering that isn't selling, all of a sudden you are going to see a new way forward. And that new way was there all along. It was just shifting the quality of your being. And this is why I devote most of the work that I do. I mean, we talk about strategy to a significant degree in my containers, but the state of being is so much more important because the state of being that you're in is gonna determine the reality that you believe you're walking into. So you can do all the strategizing you want, but if you're in a level of consciousness that can't see solutions and only sees problems, it doesn't matter how great the strategy is. So I want you to think about that because there's a lot of people saying, oh, this kind of ad is your solution, or this kind of funnel is your solution, or changing your prices like this is the solution, or you need to get on social media more. Those are all strategies, and oftentimes they work, and oftentimes they don't work. What's the difference? It's the quality of your being. It is your consciousness set point. So just as an example, again, I've been through many launches, many product offerings, and every single time there will be a moment where I feel like the sales are not where I want them to be. And rather than having some sort of prescriptive strategy, I go into shifting my consciousness set point and I always see the way forward. The really cool thing about this is every time it not only meets my goal, but exceeds it financially, as well as in terms of the quality of magic, like the whole experience feels far more magical than it would have if it just went the way that I thought that it should. Sometimes this will look like a pivot. Sometimes it will look like holding the conversation in a different way when you're inviting people into the container. But I want to just encourage you you know, we do not have the space and time in this podcast to go into the whole spectrum of what it is to shift your set point. However, it can actually be very simple. The first steps can be very, very simple, which is to simply ask yourself when you're feeling stuck, when your offering isn't moving the way you want it to move, that you connect to the quality of consciousness that you're currently in. You can develop your own language like, okay, I'm in uh, stress and control consciousness. Great. I don't even have a problem with that. But what I want you to do is shift your consciousness before you start looking for a solution. It could be as simple as doing some breath work or walking out on the land or sometimes just getting out of the house. 
your consciousness will shift and all of a sudden the new idea, the new inspiration will arrive. So these three S's, looking at self-sabotage, surrendering to that which is greater, and shifting your set point are tools, again, that you can use at any phase in your business. And this is why, even though I love marketing, I, I love the structure side of business, it always comes second for me because there are structural solutions for a business that make sense only when you're already bringing in seven figures and you have a really big established community. Those same solutions are not going to make sense for someone who's just getting started and making their first course offering. In contrast, these three S's will serve you wherever you are at. So I would love it if you would share with me what you're getting from this. I would love it even more if you tested it out for yourself and then shared with me and my team the results that you're creating. It is my deepest wish that these transmissions serve you, expand you, and elevate you in every way possible. Thanks for listening. Aha. Uh -huh.